When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shows the worst possible time to call women's test cricket boring. This is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. Meg, that test match had it all, particularly the last session. How's the adrenaline? How's the heart rate? Oh, wow. That was... Uh, <laughs> I still quite, don't quite know what happened in that last hour. We... Obviously, yeah, we, did, we declared um, wanting to take 10 wickets um, and, and England batted extremely well. And there we go. So that was uh, Meg Lanning after the game. I don't think she found it boring, those, uh, that <laughs> final hour. No, I don't think so. She did say her brain was fried or frazzled or something. Yes, yes. Fair enough after mm. such an exciting finish. Yes. You're here with uh, Kat Jones and Dan Lipke and this is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. And yeah, I, I guess the other 21 players certainly showed Catherine Brunt, didn't they? Oh <laughs> my it? goodness. That was a very funny uh, article. Yes. It... Uh, uh, she, she was saying things like, we need shorter pitches. Mm. She was quite grumpily saying the scores are going up, but the bowlers don't get it, get the, the best of it. She wanted Duke balls. She wanted uh, uh, all sorts of things. She, she also had a really big go at Elise Perry. Yeah, yeah. Just say Elise Perry just dots everything out, just yeah. waits, waits for the bad balls. She's su- such a boring batter. It was such a sledge. <laughs> oh, she dots it all out. Then one my one bad ball in <laughs> 10 overs, she sends it to the boundary. It's like, oh, I think Elise Perry's a little bit better than that. It was very funny. I do like the idea that Catherine Brunt is already, while still playing, she's already one of those grumpy old retired players. Yeah, That's fantastic. It automatically happens when you turn 35. Yes, I think so, even if you're still playing. I reckon she's grumpier than Ian Chappell. Oh, God, that doesn't God. seem possible. Please don't let her commentate. But I, I, I do do wish in the, the closing overs of the test they'd cut to her and she, if she'd yawned at that moment, I, I would have uh, oh, yes. had her as my favourite ever player. Fantastic. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket News of the week. Lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket, but we just have time to cover that women's ashes test. So we'll, we'll continue on with the conversation. That's right. And we this is a very short podcast because you've been doing so much writing. So yes. apologies for, for whizzing through it, but uh, it was a wonderful four days. Well... Three out of the four days were Three, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the days was just a morning session that mm. even that was pretty much curtailed by rain. But yes, it was uh, easily the best test of the summer. Yeah. I think. Yeah, a, thr- a thrilling run chase, and both teams could win, and it could have been a draw, could have been a tie. Anything was possible. It was, it was very exciting. Oh, I definitely was hoping for the tie. Mm. That yes. would have been absolutely wonderful. But uh, anyway, England uh, won the toss. They decided to bowl. Uh, that was. You know, I guess that we've had a summer of uh, of wild bowling uh, influences on the toss. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, England, uh, the decision of uh, Heather Knight to choose to bowl when she won the toss was probably made easier by the decision a little bit earlier to select the two best seam bowlers. Mm. Perhaps uh, Joe Root might have uh, uh, 
uh, preferred that, that kind of uh, option open to him as well. Yes, indeed. Yes. But we also had Beth Mooney returning uh, to the test side after breaking her jaw a week earlier. But Moon, <laughs> Mooney is legitimately crazy, right? Well, no, I think she's just got superhuman healing powers. Uh, that's a possibility as well. I, I, I was thinking, you know, because the word lunacy is de- oh, derived yeah. from Moon, of course, that Luna. Yes. So I, I, I figured she must be an actual lunatic. It could be. could mm. be. And, and, uh, uh, and also, Alyssa Healy unusually decided not to participate in the match. <laughs> yeah, she, she gave, uh, gave it a bit of a miss. At least during the batting innings. Yeah, just she completely gave it a miss. Yep, a couple of pairs for Alyssa Healy. Mm. I think Catherine Brunt got her both times. Catherine Brunt, of course, was amazing. She took uh, five wickets in the first innings and was motoring along in the second innings as well before Lanning declared uh, declared on uh, on her chances of getting another five for. Yeah, boring. Yeah, very, very boring. <laughs> and uh, another thing for Catherine Brunt to get grumpy about. Yeah. She also got a bit grumpy at Ash Gardner at one point who uh, decided that when Catherine Brunt threw the ball at her that she would uh, take a step back and get hit on the pads rather than just, I don't know, let the ball go or something. Or maybe take it on the body. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the problem with taking it on the pads? But Brunt didn't like that. She thought she was obstructing the Obstructing stumps. the field, yeah. yeah. So she she sent the – or she appealed and then the umpires sent it upstairs and almost immediately the, the response came, yeah, that, there's nothing wrong with no. this. Yeah, that's right. I'm not quite sure why that was sent up at why all. Why is that going upstairs anyway? Yes. yes. Uh, but, but I did enjoy uh, the third umpire. Bruce Oxenford. He uh, yeah, he had a good test. He yeah. uh, he made made some made made you know the usual mix of good decisions and maybe the odd uh, borderline decision. But uh, he, he was I just enjoyed how chatty he was every yeah. time there was a review. Uh, he had a good uh, rapport with the person in the in the replay box. So it was always, always something like you know, hello Smithy, it's Bruce here. Uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, I hate to bother you, but you know, there's been another <laughs> darn review. So can we have a bit of a look at this if if you've got a moment, if you've I got think time? It was his New Year's resolution to yeah, be maybe. chief to spread joy and cheer everywhere he went well if, if it was i, I think he it's succeeded working. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was delightful yeah well anyway australia seemed to be dominating this match mm. right they made nine for three Thirty-seven declared. Yeah, in the first innings. Yeah, uh, Meg Lanning is, is an expert at declaring. By the way, doesn't she declare in every test, every single so. innings in every test? Well, she almost so. has to. Yeah, I think she's uh, declared in more than fifty percent of yeah. uh, her the test innings in which she's captain. But uh, any, uh, yeah, it's uh, amazing. And then we had an amazing innings from Heather Knight in retaliation, scoring. You know what is what was a fabulous one sixty eight not out. Yeah, it was one sixty eight not out, and uh, pretty much she was the only one who mm. was able to score runs. Nobody else. Uh, was able to make 20 ex- yeah. until Sophie Eccleston came in at number 10. But every everybody else was falling and uh, Heather Knight was there just mm. motoring along, chugging along, pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, that's right. And then we had Rain turn up. And, I mean, honestly, Rain could have turned up in any of the men's matches. We mm. wouldn't have even cared. Yeah, wouldn't have noticed. No, no. But yes. uh, it was a real darn nuisance that Rain turned up in this particular one. Very much. So it arrived uh, pretty much just as because uh, as England finished 40 runs behind Australia in the first innings, but then the game. They took another couple of quick wickets. They took uh, Healy again for that the, her, her second duck and then they got uh, Mooney as well and, and Elise Perry came to the crease and I think uh, she was just going to be far too boring and block it out so the rain came and spared us of all that. Uh, Catherine Brunt would have been pleased about that, no doubt. Well, if Catherine Brunt <laughs> is annoyed about Elise Perry, she could get her out. <laughs> yeah, that's another possibility yeah. too. And Don't an, just an keep bowling at her and letting her block. <laughs> get her out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there, there was... Look, Lanning is a pretty ruthless captain mm. and when you've already got a four-day test and now it's a three-day test yep. and it's not our fault that it's a three-day test, we just assumed she'd play for the draw. Yes, yeah, I thought so. Everyone, everyone. Like, it was no chance. I, I was confidently, like, the, the commentators, of course, they've got a, a job to uh, keep everybody in, interested mm. by speculating, 
declaration speculation. So they were prattling on. I was very confidently uh, tweeting out, Lenning is never declaring. never declaring. This is going to be batting practice. You know, if England wanted them to declare, Heather Knight shouldn't have batted so well in the first innings because they're not yeah. going to risk it. And then all of a sudden? Yeah, all of a sudden, Lenning's like, minute. oh, I've had enough of this. Let's yeah. have a bowl. So she set them, what did she set them? 257 for victory from 48 yeah. overs. That absolutely achievable. And it was almost perfect. It right? was just about, I don't think you could get a, a more perfect declaration. So yeah. England uh, finished, what, 12 runs short of victory and Australia finished... One, One wicket short of victory. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty much spot on, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah perfect so. game. Just absolute perfect captaincy there. Yes. And, and it was an amazing last se- session as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, particularly the last post, like the, the final drinks break of the match, England for one, were one for 80. Yeah. And then all hell broke loose after that. Yeah, it was absolutely right. crazy. Uh, like we said, easily the, the best match of the summer. I, I think the only men's match that even came close was that fourth test in Sydney, which also ended... You know, with everybody crowded around the bat and a leg spinner bowling to the last last person in. But in that one, England had no chance of winning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In this one, England England were right in there the, the whole uh, the whole fourth inning. So it was yeah. fantastic. That's right. So I, I was uh, really hoping maybe next summer that we would get five women's tests and just one men's mm. test. Mm. And there was a lot of support for that when I uh, yep. when I suggested that. But uh, you have a better idea, I think, Well, I, 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 I think a lot of people are saying that this match is proof that women should play more tests mm. and be given five days. I, I don't, don't actually see the logic mm. in that. I think, if anything, this is evidence of the reverse. <laughs> yeah. It's like if this is, the best, more exciting. this is the best test of the summer, we should make men play fewer tests, yep. play four-day tests with rain uh, looming for all of them, one Ashes test for the men, and then the rest, you know, this uh, this multi-format series. And England are much better at the white ball stuff, but yeah. it might, might actually be a close Ashes contest. We don't have to have less cricket in general. We could have three <laughs> touring sides yep. playing all of these matches, one test, uh, two ODIs and yep. three T20s or whatever it ends up being, and we can have all of our series uh, of that type. New Zealand every single summer. Yep. It'll be fantastic. Yep, I like it. I think this is the future of cricket. Thank you, ladies, for showing us the way. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. All right, this one's very capitalistic because I, I'm plugging uh, the store at my website. My website is leadcricket.com and there's a great big button there which lets you go to the store. This is an ad for a shop. It's an ad for a shop, yes. A so virtual you, shop. A virtual shop. You can buy all kinds of things from me at that virtual shop. You can buy books and screenplays and games and all kinds mm. of things. Uh, I think the best option there, the, the one that someone mm. bought not long ago, is a, is a super autographed copy of my first book, The Instant Cricket Library. Well, if you can't decide which of Dan's normal books to buy, this is one that has like an instant library. It's got mm. 10 or 20, I can't remember how many books within it. More have, than that. It's like 40, that. 50. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, dozens and dozens of books in there and they make fun of all, all aspects of cricket books. Mm. So players' biographies, cricket writers, commentators, you know, and then cricket as interpreted through other media, fantasy novels and comic books and true crime books. It's uh, yep. an entire cricket library in one book. So you can sell every other cricket book you own and just just have that one on your shelf. It's nice 50 for the price of one. Exactly. And the, the super autographed version gets you a personalised message on the book before I send it out. Plus, you also get 
autographs in inverted commas from uh, ten of the authors, also in inverted commas from the excerpted books. And I witnessed all ten of these authors signing a book just last week. Yes. So we had, you know, in our house signing these books: Enid Blyton, yep. Henry Blofeld, Brendan McCullum. Yep. Uh, who else? Elise was it? Perry. Elise yep. Perry. Yep. It's really worth it. Mm. That those wonderful autographs. Uh, it will surprise whoever you gift it to. Yes. Buy one for yourself and one for your best friend. Yes. That's uh, leapcricket.com slash store. Secure them jail to do enough jail time to convince anyone this is no setup. Cut deals that include some jail time. No jail time. He's not going to want to hear that you have endangered our operation just to get your thugs out of a little jail time. <laughs> All right. So we're back in, in j- the, our jail time segment. Uh, <laughs> Devoted, of course, to the Australian cricket coach, Justin Langer. Yes, JL. JL, who was uh, this week, was it, inducted mm. into the Australian Cricket Hall of Fame? Yes, uh, j- just as negotiations are uh, taking place on his contract, a uh, very, very lucky piece of timing there for Justin Langer to have his status upgraded to a Hall of Famer. Mm. I'm sure that helps in negotiations. I, I, uh, Do you reckon it's on his CV? Oh, definitely. He's very quick. That's on his LinkedIn. Remember, remember there's that LinkedIn thing? He's added it very quickly. I looked at his LinkedIn recently. Yeah, I bet you it's updated now. Hall of Famer. Uh, Why does it take so long for them to be induced into the uh, Hall of Fame? Why not just make the decision the day after they retire? I mean, he's not going to score any more runs. That's true. I mean, he has – I think he got in there. He has scored more first-class runs than any other Australian, including Bradman. So I think that's pretty impressive. I think that's why he's in there. I don't think it's for his coaching or anything. Did his coaching tip him over the edge of (laughs) of, uh, getting him into the – Maybe. Maybe winning winning Australia's uh, first men. Uh, T20 World Cup was enough to, to get him I over. So. I also heard that the 2001-02 Australian men's cricket team had their 20-year reunion dance and they voted Justin Langer least sackable from his job, so maybe that also oh, helped yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, that's good. Excellent. But all, none of this seems to have helped him with his negotiations because uh, there have been lots of newspaper reports in recent days that Langer is upset because he's been asked to reapply for the job as Australian coach and he, mm. he thinks that's, that's not really on. He won a World Cup and he won the Ashes and he's in the Hall of Fame. Why does he have to reapply? Shouldn't they just make him a contract offer? No, he, I mean he, people often have to reapply. I, I, I want to know how he performs. I think they, J- Cricket Australia should put this up online. <laughs> his job interview, like a video of his job interview. <laughs> Name a situation of conflict and how you resolved it. <laughs> or uh, what, what are the others? What's your greatest fault? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was oh, good. I, I think we could get that that guy who impersonates Justin yes, Langer yeah. to, to do the inter- job interview. Yeah, take I the would, two on Twitter with uh, two O's. That's right, yes. that would be fantastic. Yeah, we, we definitely need to get him I've just that. gone into Justin Langer's LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he doesn't have it up there at the moment. Oh, but he, he slow, does have. Uh, but he's been employed by Cricket Australia for five years, head coach of the Australian cricket team, full-time, present three years and nine months. Is, is it full-time? I, I thought he took a little bit of time off. Haven't they been coached by different people at different times? Oh, maybe that's just his holidays. Yeah, maybe. Uh, head coach of the Australian men's team full-time, mm-hmm. three years and five months. I don't know why there's a four-month discrepancy there. <laughs> the Australian cricket team for three years and nine months and the Australian men's team for three years oh, and maybe, five maybe months. Was, maybe uh, Matthew Mott had a, had a break and he took, he took over, over the, the women's women. team as well. Head coach of the Australian cricket team full-time for four years and eight months. So and all of that. Is, so he can't add up. But apart he from that, totally he, can't. He's got th- his last three jobs are all the same job. 
<laughs> it's a terrible LinkedIn profile, but he has got some endorsements. Oh yeah, for sports management, mm-hmm. he's been endorsed by over ninety nine people. But he, it says here endorsed by Stuart Law and seven others who are highly skilled at this. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's right. Fantastic. Well, I, I definitely hope he he stays on as a Australian men's cricket coach because he's easily one of Australian cricket's funniest uh, characters. Yes. And I, I can't imagine that Cricket Australia will unearth a, a more amusing coach. <laughs> Can't bowl, can't throw, coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is going to join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moller reward. So a long time ago, Scott Muller was sledged <laughs> by Shane Warne or a cameraman. Yep. Who said he couldn't bowl, can't bowl, can't throw. Yep. Yes. And uh, this segment is in honour of that particular sledge. Mm. And it's called the Muller Award for the underappreciated acts in cricket this week. And we always have quite a few. We've got uh, some related to the BBL. We've got some related to the uh, Under-19 World Cup. What are, what are we going to start with here? Well, let's start with the Under-19 World Cup. Start with, start with the youngsters. So mm. there have been man cads in the Under-19 World Cup. There's, there are often man Well, in every game. <laughs> Pretty much. It happens a lot. Under-19s love, love a good man cad. So yeah. this time around, it's uh, Uganda's off-spinner, Joseph Baguma. He man catted one of uh, Papua New Guinea's batters, which was all very exciting. And as friend of the podcast, Peter Miller, said, it's a real shame these are restricted to under-19 <laughs> World Cups. Another example of the next generation getting it right. Fantastic. I couldn't yes. agree more with Peter. That's, uh, let's, that, that, they must get it drummed out of them at some point, but uh, hopefully. Well, they should get it drummed out of them before they get selected for these freaking under-19 World Cups, right? Because they know that the opposition is going to be trying <laughs> yeah. to mancat them. It should be a requirement if you're a non-striker that it's top of mind. Mm. I'm in an under-19 World Cup. I've got to be careful. You should be standing like beside the umpire yeah, to right. be, just to be safe. Yeah. I feel like, you know, forewarned, mm. more, more, more of it. They've, they've definitely been warned at least once by watching the replays of the previous under-19 World Cups. Yep. Yep. Uh, anyway. But, you, you know, kids these days, they're probably just watching TikToks or something. They, they, don't, they don't have time to go back and look at all the – someone should make a TikTok of all the man cads of the under-19 World Cup. It feels like a, tic- a man cad is a perfect length for a TikTok. Exactly, yeah. 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 So, yeah, some kind of TikTok stream. Much better than a montage of, I don't know, Justin Langer's greatest hits or something. Yeah. Or Catherine Brunk complaining about how boring <laughs> the game is. Yeah, or Elise Perry <laughs> dotting <laughs> out dotting 10 out. overs. Yep. That's not a TikTok length. No, no. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Brunt on this. Mm. Yeah, yep. more TikTokable uh, yeah, women's cricket, cricket, TikTok uh, cricket. events. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? We've got uh, the Sixers. Oh, in particular, we've got Steve Smith not playing for the Sydney Sixers in the BBL finals. Well, that's right. The Sixers made it to the finals. So mm-hmm. did the Scorchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even remember who won. It was the uh, Scorchers, wasn't won, it? Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. And yeah. they won chiefly because Steve Smith wasn't allowed to wasn't, play. Yeah, yeah it's very sad for the Sixers. Uh, who, who very? Why, why was he even invited to play? He could <laughs> It was. Were they just the first BBL team that said, "Oh, I'd like you to play"? Because he's not contracted to anyone. No, no. Why didn't the Scorchers ask him? Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I, I, that, that was pretty much uh, what I was always confused about as well. Mm. I mean, a whole heap of players didn't play in the final. Like A.B. de Villiers, Vera Coley, none of these no. guys played. I don't know why such a big deal was made out of Steve Smith not playing. Like literally all but 
about 22 players in the world weren't playing in mm. this uh, in this BBL final. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, it didn't stop the Sixers asking over and over again. They just kept nagging uh, yeah. Cricket Australia and the whoever's in charge of the BBL. Just like, please, we want him to play. They and they just kept saying, no, no, they he's got not someone to, to write a petition. They got yep. all, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yes. The only good thing about it was uh, the tweeting that it inspired from Dan Christian, which was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's great. So the Sixers did have some injuries heading into the final. So Dan Christian tweeted out, shout out to anyone in Melbourne that wants a game of cricket tomorrow night. My team is struggling to get 11 COVID-free fit <laughs> players on the park. Warm-up starts at 6.30pm at Marvel Stadium. Free beer afterwards, potentially out of a large cup. DM if keen. And then uh, in uh, asterisk, no test cricketers. So that <laughs> yeah, was well, a, 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 a ni- nice little plug. Well, Dan Christian got the message. Yes. And mm. then after the match was over, he had, a, had another tweet. Mm. He said, uh, congrats Ash Turner and the Scorchers. Best team all year and deserving winners, exclamation mark. Well done to our entire team. We did an amazing job just getting to the final on one leg. Just checking if everyone's okay with us having Steve Smith 49 (laughs) at our end of season drinks. Uh, Smiley emoji. Well, I don't think that's fair that he gets invited to the drinks. (laughs) No, no, you should ask. But he did invite Marat Coley. (laughs) He didn't invite Brendan McCullough. He didn't invite A.B. de Villiers. Like, that's ridiculous. Anyway. All very strange. So the Sixers also finished their match against the Strikers by retiring uh, the injured uh, non-striker Jordan Silk. So the Sixers... Sixers were in a bit of con- controversy over this as well, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So they they were chasing against uh, the the strikers, and mm. they kept losing batters. All the batters were getting injured. There was torn calf muscles and hamstrings, and basically, Jordan. And I think some of them were just going out. So some some of them, yeah, some of them actually were out. <laughs> yeah. And some of them were, you know, came down with COVID. Some of them were disguised as Steve Smith, so they were sent packing. Mm. But basically, in the end, they they came down to the all they had left were a couple of injured batters. So uh, Jordan Silk came out. Uh, to have a bit of a tonk and see if he could just stand at the crease and hit fours and sixes, which he couldn't really do. He just hobbled to the other end. And by the time uh, a couple more fours had been hit, basically they just needed two off the final ball to win. And Mm. Jordan Silk at the non-strikers end, they thought, well, not much point having him there if we want to run two. Send out our tailender who's who's a bit faster. Exactly. So that's exactly what they did. And then a lot of people got very angry about it because of uh, the spirit of cricket. Uh, So there you go. And the spirit of cricket really doesn't prevent someone (laughs) from retiring hurt doesn't it no no so anyway uh, i think it was uh strikers coach jason gillespie uh came out the next day and said he was perfectly fine with it which pretty much ended the conversation so well i think that that should be jason gillespie's uh job interview pitch (laughs) yes uh for you know what was your best moment uh how did you resolve a conflict uh yeah i think uh he's he's in the running here I, i i would like to think so yes yeah uh, someone who's not in the running is Paul Collingwood. Uh, he he had uh, had some thoughts. He su- he suggested that England deserved medals for their performance in the Ashes. Right. Uh, what what sort of medals? I wonder. I'm not not quite sure. But he, wooden he, wooden spoon shaped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't wasn't quite clear exactly what kind of medals. Uh, I mean, at the very least, participation medals, because he was basically yeah. saying, "Look, we showed up. We lived in bubbles for a few months." Give, give us some medals for that. Oh, my God. Do you think England cricketers would really love that, to get a terrible, lame-ass participation award? Yes. Well, I, I did enjoy uh, Jeff Matheson's suggestion on Twitter. He said, Cricket Australia should absolutely mint some medals and require the English cricketers to <laughs> attend a formal presentation where each player is called up while a statistical summary of their performance in the series is read out and then they can be given their medals. Oh, and you know, that, that is absolutely inspired. And I think their medals should be given to them. You know how they usually hand 
caps to mm. the, the primary school kids. Yeah. It feels like if it's a participation medal, I think it's the primary school kids <laughs> who should be handing the medal <laughs> to the England cricketers. Yep. I feel like that would be just with yep. a little bit of a summary. It's like, well done, Joe Root. Thanks for playing. Hope your testicles are all right. Yep. Yep. That'd be yeah. awesome. Very good. I've got one more. I've yep. got, uh, I'd like to uh, nominate Mitch Stark. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he, during the week, got the AB medal, the Allen Border medal, yes. for turning up to watch the women and helping them train. Yep. Uh, and that's that's participation goals. It's right? very, very much indeed. And also uh, congratulations, by the way, to Ash Gardner, who also won the Belinda Clark medal too. That's right, presumably for helping the men train. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and helping them feel, feel in their <laughs> long spikes or whatever they did. Anyway, yeah. lovely cross-promotional activities there mm. from uh, Ash Gardner and Mitch Stark. So I just wanted to nominate Mitch Stark also for, for turning, uh, turning up. I think he had to turn up because his medal was being awarded <laughs> at lunchtime. But, yeah. And also his wife was playing cricket. But anyway, yep. he's turning up. Turning up on his birthday as well. Right, turning up. Well, what a great way to celebrate your oh, birthday. Watching that, the final of that test match, I can't think of a better way to spend a yeah. birthday. Cheering on the uh, the women from the sidelines. And, and that, uh, they did k- cut to him quite regularly when wickets were falling in that crazy last hour. And it was, it was I, I still can't pinpoint quite why it's so entertaining, but he's just kind of dressed there just as like this daggy, ordinary <laughs> member of the public, yep. you know, in a singlet and T-shirt and shorts and just... <laughs> Hanging out. Drinking a beer Drinking on a the beer. sidelines. It's very, very chilled out. It's very Eating entertaining. Eating an ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So who's getting our award this week? I think I, I kind of tempted to give it to Paul Collingwood yeah, because I that's such so. a ridiculous. Well, give, give him that. No, he, he doesn't get the mullet. No, he gets a medal. It's a, a participation medal. medal. Okay, good work, nominated. Paul Collingwood. Thank you for participating in the mullet. <laughs> I think Dan Christian has yeah, to get Dan it. Yeah, Dan Christian. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So congratulations to Dan Christian. And uh, that's going to wrap us up for this week. You've been listening to me. I'm Dan Lipke at Lieb Cricket on Twitter. And Kat Jones, she is at Cricket Bat Cat. And you can follow us at Can't Bowl Throw on Twitter, which is where we mostly hang out. Mm-hmm. And you can go to a uh, website if you want to, but definitely go to Dan's website first. Yeah, yeah. Go to leapcricket.com slash store if you want to buy stuff. Leapcricket.com if you don't for some reason. And uh, once you're done with that, then you can go over to cartbowlcartpro.com and look at whatever's on there. I don't even know what's on there. The archives. Presumably, yeah. All right, see you next week. Bye. Podcast Network.